Hey guys, for the extra Sunday content, as well as bonus weekly content on top of that, go to our Patreon link in the description and find the Black Kluge tier or higher and subscribe. Makes me feel like a... You know what, though? But none of that stuff impresses me. I'm not a big uh, star effer. I'm not really... Uh, stop it. Just stop. I'm not into stop, it. Stop, please. Do you please, think I'm a star please, effer? Please. Why go? Because I've gotten friendly with uh, Kira. She lives in my neighborhood. That's because you're a star effer. No, she invites me to a million things. Why <laughs> is that a star effer? She's a nice girl. What were you doing this weekend? I'm really into the Internet now. I've developed a love of the Internet. And I can't stand that this, this schlub, Phil Graham, is screaming that we have to censor the Internet. It's just, it's, it's repulsive to me. It's repugnant. Listen, I, I'm very well versed on the new technologies. You know what a SIM card is? Yes, I do. Okay. I do. I see it in my phone. Every right. I take the you're phone. not only going to see it in your phone, you're going to see it in your car very soon, a SIM card. You know? Mm-hmm. And once that happens, it's called Game Changer. I never read the social media comments about the show. A, I can't stand social media because I hate that people have power now. You know, in the old days, if you hated me, you'd have to write a letter to the station. What do you think about Baba Bowie? What do you think about Artie? Everyone likes Artie. Artie's super funny. They describe him as, you know, a little bit crude, but funny and uh, they likable. Baba Bowie, everyone loves Baba Bowie. I'm reading the research, and then it gets to me, and they go, well, because Howard's so controversial, maybe this is the reason for the result. Like, 40% of the people kind of like, the rest of them think I'm a fucking asshole. Really? Crude. Everybody loves Artie. Oh, Artie, yeah. Yeah, but are you sure they really know who made Baba Bowie are? I don't know. They like you. And the other thought I had was that if the FCC does take us off the air, how would we reach these millions of people that listen to us? Will we just fade away? What if we have an announcement to make to them or want to communicate with them? This would be a great contingency. So make it free, make it up there, and let the fans have fun. And I didn't have any moderators, nothing. I said, let anyone go right with it. So now when you go on there, there's like thousands of posts of just like... I don't even know who the people are. It's almost like people who hate the show more than people who like it. And it's like you get on there and it's like, Stern sucks. He's a homo. Uh, Robin's a pain in the ass. That's a horse face. Uh, Artie's a, 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 a jack off. Um, you know, kill Howard. Oh, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> Anyway, the birthday bash is there for you for free. And not because I couldn't sell it to a network. Yes, many networks did want it, but I thought this But who would even think that way? I don't know. And the the thoughts are so rapid. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm Jim Fix, a.k.a. Fillmore Fingers. Your host with me is Jay Santi. How are you doing, big guy? Today, I am going by Fred Chewing Pen J. That's what I'm going by today. <laughs> Fantastic. Guys, today we, well, we know that we have to complete um, the, uh, uh, what did I call it? The Robin, oh, uh, <laughs> not with the, we, we covered the Robin is wrong thing. We were supposed to do the, um, uh, the Robin's gift, not a bunny rabbit, part two, and we will get that <laughs> recorded because <laughs> there's not much of that left, I don't believe. But today we're going to try to do something that was also in the pike and discuss the Kevin Smith, Howard Stern, let's call it a feud, but it's not, wasn't really a feud. It was just more a schism and someone who actually called Howard out for being a, a phony piece of shit. I'm so happy that we're going down this road because... I actually thought that they were still um, 
acquaintances after some time. And then when I spoke to you and I did some research, I found out that they haven't been in the same circle for quite some time. I thought Jimmy kept uh, Kevin in the loop with Howard for some time. But I realized that they haven't been friends for, for a while. No. And so basically, guys, he, he was in with uh, Jay Muse, um, like in the late, you know, around the time of, let's say, Chasing Amy and then uh, Dogma and uh, what was the one? Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back around that time, late 90s, early 2000s, you know, basically, you know, before Kevin's movie started, you know, eating a dick. And, um, Essentially, Kevin will explain. He was in with Stern, and he'd be a guest. He'd be okay to go there, but he never. The only time he asked to be on was when he released. I think it was two thousand eight, uh, an evening with Kevin Smith. No, that's two thousand two. I mean, he did that. Oh, that far, that far back. Right. Yeah, it was two thousand two. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I actually did the IMDb of it. That was the um, okay. Uh, his um uh, his Q and A session. It's two thousand two. Well, if that's the case, because hold on, let me let me check. I, I believe you, but I, I just uh, for some reason, because uh, you know, I know he's a series of these are spoken word uh, concerts. One sec, Kevin Smith and Evening uh, with two thousand two. You are correct. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so he yeah. did that the same year he did G, uh, Jersey Girl. It was around that time. Yeah. Um, I've I, I, I've liked Kevin for some time. I've I've been the uh, the guy who's the um the cult follower for the first five movies. I I've sure. been that guy, and yeah. um, when he would come up on Sturm, I would figure I said, oh, that you know that's a perfect fit. Like you know mm-hmm. those guys, you know, could pretty much shoot the shit. And Kevin was never uh, the type of guy that would hold back or any kind of celebrity talk or, or who he's rubbed shoulders with. Right. But when you presented this audio to me. I was like, oh, I don't remember him, uh, Wiggy, being such a dick like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're going to play chronologically, guys, all of the audio that we have, not the ones of him being on the show because he was in for Wind Spreads Money in like 2001. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, in like I said, or late 90s, or probably a couple of 96, 97 appearances. There's probably three or four appearances from that era of Kevin's zenith let's say his biggest success and um he explains that howard used to call him all the time and you know like he said at 1.3 days in a row he called him like in the morning like just asking him questions about whatever the fuck because he was on the show and figured let's get kevin smith on the on the on the uh on the show what we know james and i know was old hands he was only concerned with who he could hobnob with that was in you know in the business. And Kevin Smith, yes, is in the business. He was with Weinstein for a, for a while. I think Dogma belongs to the Weinstein Company and was mm-hmm. produced by the Weinstein Company. Yeah. And, and if, as far as I know, they have the rights to it. Yeah, which is unfortunate because it's probably one of his better or, be, or best movies that he's done. I'm a huge Dogma fan. And, well, uh, yeah. So either way, he he um, he went through a lull. Like what was the one cop out he did with Bruce Willis? Yeah, it was uh, the, <laughs> with the Bruce Willis and Tracy, Tracy, Tracy Morgan. It yeah. Was, uh, he also had his string of uh, failures of like Jersey Girl. Or yes. Uh, he was he had his hands involved in uh, Daredevil was an atrocity of a fucking um, oh. superhero flick. Uh, yeah. He, he's he, he's had his run of, of debauchery of horror of horrible movies. 
basically anything that falls outside of the realm of cl- the clerk's universe, the USQ universe, as they say it, he doesn't have as much success. And I think that's due to the fact that he's just not as comfortable with other source material. And I don't think that's necessarily a problem. If some some filmmakers never have one good idea, let alone. Uh, you know, many. So if Clerks was the only thing he ever made, and let's say Chasing Amy was his best film, uh, I know Dogma, I know you like Dogma, but I think as a director, as a, as a screenwriter, I think that was the best drama, the dramatic, funny piece he ever put together. Yeah, Ch- Chase, it was it was that chain of Chasing Amy uh, and Dogma that actually ex- uh, elevated him to, to be somewhat of a up-and-coming writer slash director. Yeah, uh, Chick Amy was great as well, but um, I always loved Joey Adams. Oh, she's so she's always been hot to me. Um, but I like the voice actually. I think it's cute. Yeah, I never had a problem with him. Yeah, she. It's um, uh, finger cuffs. Um, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was, um, it was at that time that he was building. I mean, he was such a stern fan as well. Sure. That he, you know, it, he, you know, he always had taken, um some pride of knowing that that was his level of success, that he made it on the Stern show, but that yeah. he has heard those, those complimentary um, mentions from him. That's right. So this is an appearance from um, uh, December 19th, 2002. And uh, what Kevin's going to explain in some other sections of these audio clips is that the only time he ever called Stern to come on was to pitch the, the aforementioned an evening with Kevin Smith DVD. Mm-hmm. And, Gary turned him down. He, but clearly, he went to Howard, and Howard said no. Whether or not Kevin did something to Stern before this date and before that, it was that pitch was tossed out, is another matter. I don't think so. I would have heard about. It. I don't recall in two thousand one or two thousand two, leading up to this point, where Howard um, put him down in terms of like fuck him. I don't want to see him anymore because he invited him to his New Year's Eve party in two thousand one. Right. Right, and, and it was also, at his house, you know. Yeah, and Kevin, Kevin also has that circle of friends of with, especially when it came to you know Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and such. Oh, that, yeah. you know, he's he he basically, I believe, he co-produced um, Goodwill Hunting. I believe, I think he had yeah. his co-executive produced it. So yep. I I wouldn't be skewed to say that Wiggy was probably a bit turned off that Kevin didn't um, open that door for him to get uh, a Matt Damon or uh, Affleck on the shows during those times. And maybe that was a little bit of a a burn spot. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he was clearly with him to get whatever he could out of him. And if he and if he decided or if he figured out that Kevin wasn't going to scratch his back, he probably just kicked him to the curb mentally. So anyway, we'll go with this this bit here. So listen to this, guys. Uh, December 19th, 2002. On the phone now is a movie director, Kevin Smith. He lives in Jersey. He has a comic book store. He uh, somehow always gets Ben Affleck and uh, that other dude, Matt Damon, to be in his movies. I don't know how. Because he somehow. So he's already started off shitty. Yeah, I was just about to say he's already dismissed this. Like if it's just, uh, you know, a fly by night. He runs that a comic character. store. What kind of loser does that? That's essentially what's coming out in his voice. Right, exactly. And it's like, dude, do you already do you? At this point in time, do you know his fucking resume by here? Shit. I, we can do a whole fucking rundown until 2002. Regardless of shit or not, his fucking works got greenlit. Yeah. Had something to do with the um, getting Goodwill Hunting made. Oh, really? Well, he must have, he must have like, taken it from behind <laughs> because they do every one of his movies. 
No, you fucking idiot. He had them in Chasing Amy and he had Affleck in Mallrats when they were nobody. Right. Right. Yeah. And he and then, you know, you would see Affleck in 200 cigarettes. Uh, what's the one phantoms like all kinds of early stuff before he gets into these Armageddon films and whatever. Um, some of all fears. And, you know, like he becomes um, a massive star. And after Goodwill Hunting, they, the door was open for both of them. Uh, the, where their careers have gone is, you know, regardless of that, I think you're more on in. um I think that's more of it. And he's just kind of gave it away. Why are they doing his fucking films? But I can't get them in studio. Right. He's he's more. He's more perturbed that Kevin probably didn't go to him and said, hey, remember yes. that man movie that you wanted to do? Let's yeah. uh, let's let's revisit that and see if we can get it going. Yeah. Seeing as I'm such a comic book guy. Fuck off, Wiggy. I th- and I'm sure Kevin Smith was like he didn't think. First of all, if you're you if these guys like Stern or they want to do Stern, they'll go on if they're offered. Right. But what what does Howard think? Like you um, you get people to uh, you know back pat somebody and say, man, you got to go do that do that show. It's awesome. And you know most of them would like I I like listening to the show, but I wouldn't want to be on it. And it's evidenced by you know Ben. It took Ben another twenty years to get on the show, and we are forever grateful that he finally did when he did. Uh, at any rate, we'll play a little more. And those guys, you know, are big stars. Yeah, now they are. So Kevin, uh, we we quite frankly, to be honest with you, I uh, haven't allowed Kevin on in a while. In fact, the last haven't three haven't allowed it. Well, the last three times he called, he wanted to call in or come in. I said no. Really. The last three times. Okay, here we go. Because I don't think people care about Kevin. I'm sure they don't. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can almost guarantee they don't care. And I think most people don't even know any of his movies. He's a very popular... Now, that's, that's incredibly wow. an asshole move. Yeah, he, he's definitely being very bitchy right now. It, yes. Or, or as, as, you know, as the Brits would say, very cunty right now. That's... Yeah. Like I said, I... I I could just quickly go through that cult following that he had from that stretch of like from 92 uh, till that time period. I mean, it was his movies combined all together had much of a more following than private parts. I mean, yeah, yes, they did. And let's be honest, um, in 1994, you had Pulp Fiction, but you also had uh, Clerks. Right. You know, yeah. and and they both kind of changed. Not, ch- I wouldn't say change, but they both uh, they have a lot in common. Tarantino and uh, and Kevin Smith both were video store geeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember in an interview, Kevin Smith said the difference between uh, Quentin and me are I would hear films, but I wouldn't actually see them because the TV was set up for the patrons to to look at and behind you know where we are at the cash. So all I could do was listen. Whereas he saw films more, and so that's why probably why my films are so talky. We would hear the dialogue over and over again, memorize it, and that would be that. Um, but they both broke out in '94 with movies that, for more, you know, like I know Reservoir Dogs was a couple of years earlier, but mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction really shot Tarantino into the stratosphere. And you would think that, you know, Mister Mister uh, Wigtardo, who would, yeah. uh, Mister, I come from humble beginnings, bullshit, <laughs> that yeah. he would, he would appreciate uh, Kevin Smith because Clerks was done with the most minimalist uh, uh, funding money possible yeah he maxed out his credit cards he shot on yeah. 16 millimeter film mm-hmm. black and white 
uh, in the neighborhood, uh, got only got everybody probably gave everybody probably got nothing for it. Maybe they get they got scale. It's an independent film. I don't know that they were insured. They had to get insurance, but I don't think SAG had a part of this. Yeah, like in in wrestling terminology, you would say that they just got a hot dog and a handshake for for the work. <laughs> And, you know, he he basically threw everything he had on the line to do this movie and he got his cult following in which Wiggy once again had gotten himself when he mm-hmm. started, when he began, when he came to New York and such, uh, had received a cult following. But yes. I guess there has to be more to this because this opening is very cunty. It is. Popular director. He's a, a cult sort of guy. You know, there's a cult of people who love his movie. Yeah, you know what? People in cults don't make money. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's got a lot of scratch this so, In determining who's a guest, sometimes you have to sort of be known. Right. Because people Absolutely. go, hey, maybe he's a fun guy, but... He's no M. Night. So you've had him at your house. Maybe he's a fun guy. That's what's making this even cuntier. Because right. you acted like you were your friends and then you just kick him to the curb. Again, you're not going to hear anything from subsequent releases by Kevin on interviews, in print, on video, whatever, where he uh, his story changes, where he says, you know, what? I told him he's a fucking idiot, this, that or the other thing. The one clip where Howard finally responds to him isn't until 2009, I believe, or 2011, actually, when he goes mm-hmm. on Joy Behar's show at Behar, Behar, whatever. And uh, we've got the clip and we'll play that, too. And he explained fully the story. And then Howard the next day goes after him it's it's almost as though like maybe you know maybe we didn't find it but maybe like if kevin probably said something that wiggy didn't like in 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 the papers or or in articles or something because this this whole disregarding the kid's fucking career is just it's it's very uh lucid I, I i don't understand it yeah, I don't either. And if it's something, I don't know, maybe it could be something as simple as we wanted an advanced screener for something and he didn't give it to us. And I'm, now I'm pissed off. I mean, right. he is that petty. And it right. could easily be something that simple. Right. <laughs> In fact, if the interview gets real boring, I'm going to pretend like there's a bad connection. And cut him off? Cut him off. No, oh. But anyway, so but the son of a gun calls up and he goes... Uh, tell Howard I have tape of Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez talking about him. Really? So now he's got your interest. Yeah. So I went, oh, really? Now that's an interesting angle because I know he wants to promote something. What did, because uh, you guys would know, uh, what did private parts initially finish off with financially? Uh, the, the movie 40, $41 million at the box office. Okay. Domestically and internationally for Dogma. And as of 1999, the movie finished at close to 44 million. Uh, yeah, at that at that status and that okay. and, and, and that era. So, but how much did it cost? 10 million. Okay, they made so, their money back then. Of course. So, and then you know, compared to what today's standards would be, it would probably be you know a little bit more uh, due to inflation. So, for a guy who has a cult following. Uh, goes to say that he, his movie actually did Dogma did actually better than fucking Wiggy's cult following. I mean, let's just you know comparing apple, you know, the, both fruits. I mean, come on, it's, it's <laughs> just it's just so it's so petty right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I would love to know the real inner inside story. And keep in mind, guys, we're not going to play 
his appearance on the well, it was the Nick and Artie show, but then Nick left and he did interviews with Artie. A couple, there's a couple of segments of it. So mm-hmm. Artie was very like he they knew each other very well. They're both Jersey guys, and uh, Artie, you can hear him in this clip. He's actually being pretty respectful, and right. Artie's only been on the show a year, and he's going like, I'm sure he's got a lot of scratch. And Jesus, what's where's this coming from? And I don't think Artie knows what the problem is. Otherwise, he'd be a little bit more. Um. I don't think he'd be as surprised. He doesn't sound if he wasn't sounding so surprised, and there was a, a conscious thing. I think he'd know about it already. Yeah, it, it, it seems to be coming out of left field for him. Yeah, there's something a little. There's something underlining there. Yeah. Well, he so, also was the guy responsible for that clown movie. Remember them? Yeah, vulgar. That was a movie. <laughs> that was vulgar. really vulgar. The clown. Go rent that one, Kevin. You are high, dude. I have not tried to call in since vulgar. Really? That's yeah. not according to Gary. The last three times you tried to book an appearance, I wouldn't let you. That is that, what in Gary's word is law. <laughs> He's the For guy who takes the call. He says it. Yeah, listen. What are we supposed to know? Good morning, Robin. Good. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, <laughs> Gary? Am I wrong? Like, if I'm wrong, tell me. When did I try to call in? Kevin, no, I'm not picking on you or anything. It's not like that. You know, sometimes people call to book you. Maybe you don't know. You got a movie out or you got a DVD release. And maybe they don't. You don't know that they're calling on your behalf. But if, if I don't call myself, then by all means, ignore it. But, but the last time I called in was vulgar, and, I, and you guys asked me to call. Yes, in. we did. We did. So, so they didn't ask him. You, they asked him to call. So he didn't ask. They asked him to call in. Right for a movie that basically Kevin spoke about saying it was a throwaway movie that he just did it as an artsy kind of sh- yeah sh- slasher kind of film or, right. or just silly film. Yeah, and I don't think he directed. I think he just produced it. Yeah, he was an executive producer for it. So there you, there you go. He um he he he's he's Wiggy sitting here going by the word of Wiggy. I mean of 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 Gary. Baba, of Gary or Bowie, but at the same time, he's a bash Bowie for stupid bookings in the beginning anyway. So why why is he he's claiming that this is law? There's something like I said. He's he's driving at something here. Yep. Because you were talking about the movie. I know. Okay. So there are times. Now you got right, my interest. So now that's interesting. Now, according to what I know, you sent a letter saying, here's the tape of Ben Affleck and J-Lo talking about me. No, I called Casey and I said, I have a tape of J-Lo and Ben Affleck talking about me. All right. So we have the tape. I haven't heard it okay. because part of the rules were that, A, I can't play it without Kevin setting it up, number one, and B, I can't listen to it ahead of time. Okay. But if it's not really them, I'm hanging up. Is there a reason for that? Were those the rules in the in the mythical letter that I sent? It says, Casey, <laughs> thanks for squeezing me in. Two rules. One, you can't let this get out. Two, you can't play it without me setting it up. All right, I did send that letter. You did. Ah, it was a letter. It came with the CD. Uh, any questions, call me. Let me know what time to call in. It'll take me less than five minutes to talk about this. And the DVD I'm plugging, an evening ah, with Kevin Smith. What am, what am I plugging? A DVD, evening with Kevin Smith, available in stores now. Oh Bingo. boy! So it's funny. He wanted to plug this DVD, and the only way he could do it is to help uh, assuage Iggy Wiggy's ego by saying, you know, this megastar. You know, at that time, Affleck was a megastar, pretty big, and J-, J Lo, who was definitely super super famous, talking about him in some movie. Well, right. he didn't say it was stress. It was a movie, but they did. It wasn't, and it was. It was it from Jersey Girl, or was it uh, that he hadn't released yet, or was it from Geely? 
I think it's most. I think it's most likely from uh, Geely. When, uh, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, that was two thousand three, but he might have had an advanced advanced copy of it or something. Who knows? Right. Yeah. And, um, and Kevin. Yeah. Not too long afterwards, we did get a a, a Ben Affleck call on the show. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was where J Lo briefly says hi, and then she like passes like right. that. That's that right. was where she barely smoked. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I love you. I invited what do Kevin you do in my in this evening with Kevin. What do we have to listen to? <laughs> Tell me what to listen to. What the, the clip that I sent? No, no. What are you doing in your DVD? It's three and a half hours of me doing Q and A with college kids. Pretty funny. That's funny. It is funny. So I got a three and a half hours. You go on in this DVD. Let me. He's being so reductive. I've actually I I saw downloaded it when it came out and I enjoyed it a lot actually. Yeah, I, I've I've seen it years ago because like I said I, I I like Kevin a lot and um. It was interesting for me, especially at that time, because I was in, you know, my my theatrical entertainment ways, and to see that a guy was like kind of um, not big timing them, yeah, and and it was actually pretty cool that he 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 spoke to them in a in a in a realistic way. I thought it was it was it was dope. Mm-hmm. Where is this DVD? Do I have a copy Forget of it? Here, I don't even want to hear the J Lo thing. <laughs> I want to hear what you're saying. What are you talking three and about? Three and a half hours. What do they I ask you? How we feel three and a half hours. What do the kids ask you? All number of things. It's all gossipy stuff. Really? Who yeah, are you? Want, somebody asked me what you were like. I said he's a kind man. <laughs> Up until today. Up, yeah. Now I'm just. I can't wait to go back on the road and be like that. Jagoff. <laughs> he said I tried to call him three times. Well, we do. In all fairness, we do get calls from publicists. Uh-huh. What is it, Dean? You want to talk to Kevin? Hey, do we can recreate the DVD? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dean. Yo. Come on, talk. Well, uh, Kevin, I'm a fan of yours, man. Popular, uh, Kevin said you weren't popular. No, no, no. You know what I mean. He's not considered a mainstream director. Well, you know, I was a big fan of mall rats, clerks. That, that was yeah, funny. I'm not though. saying he's not talented. I'm just saying sometimes, you know, a lot of people don't know those movies. Ben and Matt probably like them, too. That's probably why they do it. That's exactly right. I mean, he, and first of all, the other thing is, oh, I don't know who goes to see his movies. I'm not saying he's not talented. I don't know who goes to see if his movies is saying if he, everybody thinks his movies are shit. Yeah, yes, he's not talented. No one's stupid enough to think you're covering properly. Yeah, it, it's it's a thin veil of being complimentary. Like, what's the, <laughs> what, what are you trying to execute here, sir? It's, like, it's a turd meatloaf covered with icing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like icing just enough to cover the, the shit color, yeah. you know. Yeah. I got it. It's like yeah. uh, you're trying to paint fucking gold on shit and still trying to pass it off as gold. It's like, right. no, it's fucking nope. horrible. We know that smell. Thank my dad for calling in. That was really yeah, cool. That guy was fascinating. <laughs> yeah, Tom. I just bought the DVD of yeah. uh, Bob and Silent Jay Strike Back. You did? Yeah, I love his movie. Tom, Tom go Silent ahead. Jay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bob and Silent Jay. I love his movies. Uh, let's put that, let, let's put that to come aboard. <laughs> It had to come from the newswoman. Exactly. Let's put that one up on the bullets. Tack that up there. Yeah, big time. I've seen all your movies. You guys are great. You're like the Michael Moore of the 90s, Kevin. Okay. You're, you're, you're awesome, man. I love you. I love your stuff. And I saw you on Jay the other night. It was great. Thanks. There you go. Maureen, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, man. That show last night on the E! Channel was... That girl was a dog. It was a sexy concept, but she was a dog. We're talking like to Kevin move. Smith right now. Go ahead, Maureen. Howard? Yes. How... How could you say that about Kevin? What did I say? 
he's such a great director. I didn't he say he wasn't a great director. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, 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 Santa. <laughs> Come here, honey. I didn't say he wasn't a great director. I said a lot of people don't know his movies, and a lot of people don't know who he is. And it's sometimes you don't book him, that's all. Okay. Don't, don't. Uh, I mean, we're not going to put Kevin on the top tier of Spielberg, Cameron. No, he's a niche director. Right. You know, and, and how many people, honestly, unless you're a, a, a cinema aficionado, could actually call out directors like Fellini and shit like that? Like, how many of us could actually do that? And at this point of time, in that era, Kevin was for that, uh, what's that, Gen Gen X, Gen 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 Y, whatever, you know, era yeah. that is, whatever yeah, my correct. era is. Yeah, whatever Gen era. Yeah, yeah, Gen X. That was our, that was our, our guy because yeah. they, it was, you know, the the rep, the pop culture references he mentions in his movies and such like that. We were oh, yeah. all related to. It was because, um, you know, the, the Pelican couldn't, you know, relate because it was past his his, his time. And the other that's the other thing him and Tarantino have in common. Loads of pop culture references, comic right. book references. Um, I remember reading that uh, Tarantino did an unscripted, uh, uncredited. Uh, like bit for Crimson Tide, like where they start talking about the Silver Surfer. That's a Tarantino scene that he wrote, right? Oh, because yeah, they yeah. felt Ridley, yeah. uh, Ridley. I think it was Ridley Scott, or is it Tony mm-hmm. Scott? Or Ridley? I think it was Ridley Scott. Um, no, they, I think it's oh yeah, I think it's Tony. Wait, I'll, I'll tell you, yeah, because I, yeah. I I love the movie. Great movie, actually. One yeah, of the Bruck, one of the few Bruckheimer type films that uh, uh, really holds up, and that's mostly because that you made the two leads. I mean, Denzel and fucking Gene Hackman were astonishing. It's that movie is always one that if I ever come across it on cable, I just stop and watch it. You like, hear so, um, the the director, the other, the other, the other reference that I love with Tarantino was there. Uh, the I forgot what movie it was that he describes the <laughs> the relationship in Top Gun. Oh, it was uh, Sleep with Me. That film he show he does a cameo in that. Yeah, it's right. probably on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> and then it's, it's about uh, homosexuality. I thought it was yeah Tony Scott. Yeah, um, and, I thought it was a great point. <laughs> supposedly, I think it was Lawrence Bender who got pissed off because that was a, a thing he came up with, and Quentin decided to put that to do that bit. He so right. he basically was Robin Williams and stole the bit. And I think it's something like if uh, it goes along the lines of uh, you know if you just t- close your eyes during the Top Gun flying sequence and you hear, "Damn, this kid's good." It's like he's on my tail. <laughs> It is gay. It is gay sex. <laughs> and then the guy in the control tower goes, "I want some butts." Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, there's definitely a homoerotic like bent to Top Gun. There's no question that whether the d- d- director was in like told to do it, or whether um, they decided, like Jerry Bruckheimer decided, let's make this a little, let's give it that a hint of that, that or maybe that was just normal for the mid '80s. I don't know. But he definitely was wingman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can be my wingman anytime. By the way, I saw, I did see Maverick, and while I thought it was um, certainly watchable, I didn't get the the big hype. I didn't think it was you know a nine out of ten like a lot of fucking reviewers were creaming and stuff. It was good. It was a very. It was well done. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, I have to check that out. I haven't gotten to it yet. It's worth it. It's definitely worth it. I, I was expecting absolute shit, but it was it was actually better than I thought. So. Start in with me. Well, I just don't 
you know, I think he is very relevant today. And Some of his movies I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Howard is not right really there in that the career of Jason Lee. I think he is very relevant today. Jason Lee. What about Jason Lee? He got his career going. Uh, okay, so what? Thanks for that. And some career it is. <laughs> So I got Reverend Bob Levy's career going. Who cares? All right. Yeah. So he has to work for free on your on your channels eventually, and you have to pay. He has to pay for ads and and work free as well. Jason Lee, by the way, how great was he in Almost Famous? Almost Famous. Uh, um, that TV show, not Better Call Saul. What was it called? Um, my name um, is. My name is Earl. Yeah, I loved him in that. That was a great, great freaking uh, great role for him. Uh, I even loved him in uh, as the as the devil in um in Dogma. He actually did a real good job for that as well. He was and he was the best part of Mallrats. Yes, yes. Uh, his 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 thoughts his thoughts oh. of relationships were had me um had me thinking about what my life would be at that time, especially <laughs> especially me playing video games, NHL ninety five all, all the time. I was like, wow, I could I could relate. No kidding. All right. Way more important. <laughs> What is she talking who is about? The, who was the other guy that you were just playing in the in the world's most memes listener contest? Yucko the Clown. Yucko the Clown. That did sound like Uncle Floyd to me. No, it was Yucko the Clown. <laughs> Are you sure it's Uncle Floyd? Yeah, it's not Uncle Floyd. No, we don't know who's Floyd Vivino. <laughs> I know who's under the makeup, but it ain't Uncle Floyd. All right, listen. So now I'm anxious to hear Kevin Smith's <clears throat> tape of J Lo and Ben Affleck talking about me. Now, where'd you uh, get set it up? You want me to set it up? Please. This is dialogue from the movie. The first time these two characters meet, and this is what they say to each other. All right, you ready? Ready. What movie is this? This movie called Jersey Girl. It'll be out later this year. Wow, and so it's next year. And it's it J Lo and Ben Affleck. Yes, sir. And you directed them. And wrote it. Yes. Wow. Well, you are going mainstream now. Well, I, I mean, I got it to be on the show. Apparently. <laughs> well, come on. The, the clown rape movies didn't help, so now it's... Those clown rape movies aren't happening. Yeah, that's, that's not going to be some kind of franchise. All right, here they are. I bet you're a big Stern fan. She called him Stern. Most women I know call him that Howard Stern or that jerk Howard Stern. Well, you don't know the right women. Me, I don't get out of my car until Robin's done with the news. I've lost three jobs due to Stern-induced tardiness. Wow. Did you write that? I did write that. I feel differently now. Had I written that script today, <laughs> oh, I'd be like, I don't get, I don't get out of my car until I'm done listening to Imus. I believe that. If I'm not mistaken, I think that shit got cut because that, that shit went over like a lead balloon. <laughs> well, that was that is totally. Well, first of all, it's totally like leaden and totally uh, un, like a shitty dialogue. Yeah, and that's uh, no one. No one's gonna say that. You know. Uh, Jennifer Lopez is fucking uh, Meryl Streep, but Jesus, that was terrible. Do you know that if if it wasn't in the movie, it wouldn't surprise me if after this appearance he decided, "Fuck it, I am going to cut yeah, it from the film." He cut it, yeah. But, he, but he did, but he did have it down on hand to to be able right. to produce it to just to get himself in the building. Man, awesome. oh, dude, why are you being <laughs> oh, like you're that? a hurtful man, a I hurtful man who fosters poor relations between the races? <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna dub it now. It's gonna say, "I don't get out of my car till Elvis uh, Duran gets done with the." <laughs> I gotta tell you, J Lo's delivery is the best acting I've ever heard her do. Yeah, you like that? Well, you're, you're well. Such, what a man of strong integrity you are. A couple minutes ago, you're like that, ah, Kevin Sticks, and now you're like. <laughs> and it's it's it's. <laughs> you you see the tide turn so quickly, like yeah, you do. 
It's almost as though like it's a dog whistle for for fucking Wiggy. As soon as yeah. you shake his ego, his head turns like my dog does whenever you open up a bag of pork rinds. Like he just fucking he goes on a turn. You know what? One of the first clips I ever made for a theme for QF involved Norm Macdonald saying, you know, with Chevy, look, Chevy, if you like Howard, he'll like you. It's over. And I honestly, if if it's that easy to t- change someone's opinion to just, you know, uh, to, like lather their ass and all of a sudden they're fine with you, then it really shows you more about that person's lack of integrity. I've known enough people in my life that. Uh, nothing's going to change my opinion of them because of how they, I saw them interact with certain people or how they interacted with me and I wasn't pleased. And you don't get second chances to make first impressions. And then the second impression is not much better. You've kind of pegged that person. You don't want anything to do with them. And if they become, I don't know, they win the fucking super lotto the next day or the whatever the, that one in Italy is called. I can't remember money. I can't remember. There's a huge, there's a huge lotto in, um, in Italy, but then there's one in New York. What's the super, super, Super Bowl or something like that. Powerball. Powerball, yeah. And I don't care. Like, I don't care if the person owns whatever city I'm living in. I don't give a shit. I don't like the person. I don't like the person. That's the end of it. So um, so you pegged him as a phony fuck. I thought that was so telling. And Howard, it it went right over Wiggy's wig. Yeah, he just, he just, he's just so, and especially at this time, his, his barometer of please like me was off the off the scale like as much as he sat there and made it seem as though like i don't give a shit i don't rub shoulders with those hollywood right. people i don't fuck with yeah. celebrities he was still like sniffing around to see well, d- does somebody like me and kevin would have been that guy to get you can't take away from the fact that regardless of what you say about his movies he had mega stars or, or who became mega stars in his movies? Yes. Chris Rock, uh, uh, like you know, we mentioned, Lee Affleck, uh, Alan Rickman. Uh, uh, you know, um, Christ, George Carlin in his film, like right. you know, like uh, you know, not it's not in terms of movies, but I mean, he's a comedian. He was a comedian's comedian, basically, and he's right. hugely revered. Um, you had. Um, uh, and actually, it was funny, but for a while there, you got Chris Rock in there too. That's the other connection. Uh, you're, what you reminded me of was that that dinner he had with Rock, where he went over to you know the friends table, and someone else was there. Like I can't remember who it was. It might have been um, uh, what's her name, Gwyneth Paltrow, and or Cheryl Crow or something. And like, what about uh, you know, what about uh, you know, don't you guys have feelings for Howard? And they're like, for Howard. <laughs> and he was upset that he couldn't get at the fucking cool kids table and that was never like again if people had more people had heard that that exchange and heard howard be like that i think they would have probably head for headed for the hills a lot earlier than they did yeah he's just like i said he's he I think he's a little bit uh, downtrodden at the time at this time because uh, you know he wasn't really getting the people that you know he had certain names coming on the show but you know he we were still seeing Beetlejuice dressed as fucking Uncle Sam or yeah uh, they were treading water and yeah, yeah they would get WWE stars basically yeah, playmate of the month of June and shit oh. like that yeah like well that's some good delivery yeah, yeah. oh that's terrific like, we thought it was <laughs> you got, got spied dude way to stick to your opinions. We thought it was the people, J-Lo and Ben Affleck saying it, but it was the characters in the it's movie. It's the characters. Yeah. The right. only way she would say Howard's name is if it was written. Right. <laughs> there was never an argument about saying that line. They happily did those lines. That was my little homage to you. Well, thank you, brother. 
uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. <laughs> boy, oh boy, brother. So give it to him. You got to give him credit. He's given it to him. He's he's like, look, he's not stay, going back and say like, oh, yeah, we're, we're all good now. He knows he's a phony fuck and he just busted him. Yeah, and it's a, the same. Oh man, and and uh, hopefully we could cover this one too, unless you guys did already. Uh, the John Favreau relationship that he had. We will be doing that, and that uh, that Iron Man thing. We got to cover that. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because the same, and, and he came in and did the same shit. Stroked his ego. Gave you know uh, Gary Shandling the the Senator Stern name as a reference, and mm-hmm. uh, was upset that you know the Iron Man mask wasn't <laughs> it wasn't the original. <laughs> You, you could have told him it was, and then just like you know, yeah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have known. He would have known the difference. No. Like, oh, fucking idiot. Cabby has a question for you. What is it, Cabby? Hey, Kevin. Yes. Is it true that Ben Affleck? Uh, were you at the New Year's party last year with Ben Affleck uh, at Howard? No, no, no. I was at Howard's New Year's party last year. Oh, well, the rumor has it last year at uh, at some New Year's party that Ben Affleck was last year. He was wrestling with one of his friends, and his wig fell off, and he begged everybody not to tell anybody. He maintains that that story. There's no validity to that story. Well, uh, we're just we're trying to validate whether it's a wig or not, and I got Kevin, a lot of money riding on it, and Kevin's I need to know the truth. Having seen that Kevin's hair and 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 at work and under the comb of a makeup and hair people, uh, that's real hair. Cabby's obsessed with that. Yeah, I don't even know why. That, that was like one of the most ins- insane rumors I've ever read online. That dude's I've, hair is all real. Is it? As opposed to the guy on the mic now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I say. The roles were reversed. No, uh, Ben's wig actually didn't fall off. It was held by Velcro. Or it's it stayed in place. Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've heard that rumor, and I've even Murray's weeks don't come off. <laughs> even that he does even... <laughs> wear a toupee or some sort but of I've, hair filling, but I've looked very closely, and I don't think it's true. Cabby's building. If they are indeed plugs, they are the most expensive plugs you've ever seen in your life. Cabby builds his whole the... show around it. I know. Yeah. All right, Kevin. The new DVD, "An Evening with Kevin Smith," is available in stores now. Right now, go out and get it. It's you. Howard, you are now obligated to buy at least one yourself. I will buy it and I will watch it. Actually, I was going to get that t- for you as a Christmas present, Howard. That was your Christmas present. Terrific. Now I don't have to go buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and you you wouldn't watch it anyway, but now... <laughs> yeah, because it, it actually, it actually um, has thought-provoking conversation, which would fucking go over your head. The John Peters story is one of my one of my favorites. The Superman Returns, whatever, uh, the giant spiders story. Mm-hmm. That one's one of my favorites. But I will tell you this. Um, now the, So now that he's called Stern out, don't you agree that it's one of those things? And now Howard, now he's in Howard's shit. Uh, um, what do you call it? Now you're, well, you just joined the shit list um, yeah. for, for this because he called him on his shit. And Howard never likes when people do that. Yeah, that and the fact that I would have loved for him to elaborate with the fact that said, yeah, um, I'm such a shit. Act, uh, director at no one knows at your house. I was at your place. Like, yeah, you, you could have called him out on that. Yeah, aren't you insulting yourself if I'm so low rent? Look, right. who, look who I'm hanging with. I guess, I guess that makes you low rent. Hey, congratulations on that magician you brought. Yeah. <laughs> wait, just wait on that. It's fine. There's some. I think you'll dig it. There's comic book stuff on it. Talk about Superman. Kevin and I have a lot in common, actually. That's, yeah, with the comic book stuff. Because Kevin was freaked out that I invited him to to my New Year's party last year, and I was like, I like Kevin. I mean, Kevin's into comics. I'm into comics. He's into Could like. Will be this morning, dude. 
I'll get over it. <laughs> Two things. Number one, I just as much as I hate the fact when he says that he's a fucking music lover, I I I, I want to explode when I hear that he's a fucking comic book fan. It, it's the worst thing that he could say to any fucking geek out there in the world. You right, know one fucking character and you don't even know him well. You're you like you like Superman. Like well, it's yeah, just, it, yeah, it's the way a seven-year-old likes the Hulk, right? It, it's 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 like I can, I could pick it up and put it down and just you know not pay attention to it, but still tell people I'm a big. You, what what's Superman's dog's name? Like, all right, fucking uh, any junior trivia pursuit fucking game answer. Honestly, you're not you're not. Uh, it, it, it infuriates me every time I hear him say that. I'll give I'll give you one. I'll do a little trivia for you. I'll just uh, let's real quick. What are the effects of uh, gold kryptonite on Superman? Gold kryptonite. It uh, does it enhance his strength? Ooh, eh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you lo- he loses he will lose his power pr- powers permanently. Permanently, right, right, right. Shit, I knew it was the other way around. Fuck. Damn it. Damn, sure. <laughs> That's all right. Superman. I'm not a Superman fan anyway. Give me anything Batman. <laughs> you want Batman? Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Catwoman's real name. Uh, uh, well, she had numerous. She had different. Uh, the original Catwoman in, in, in you know, like the, the our era. Uh, Felicia Kyle. Selena Kyle. Selena Kyle. Selena Kyle. You're, you're mixing her up with the black cat. But the black cat, Felicia. Felicia is from Spider Man, right? All you right. got it. There, there yeah. you go. You're you're mixing up your crime fighters. Anyway, <laughs> one more to get one out of three. No, I'm just joking. We'll keep going. Uh, anyway, yeah, you're right. No, he knows. He yeah, he might have grown up what listening to what or sorry, reading a couple of stray comics, but he wasn't a, a comic geek like someone like any all the guys at Radio Karate still reading some when we're given recommendations. Yeah. But it's all it's mind you, it's more adult oriented stuff, you know, uh, and really depressing shit um, like the. Boy and whatnot, but um, and basically anything Mark Wade writes. But either way, in this particular case, yeah, he he was into comics the way he's into grilling. He's into the way he's into fucking Taekwondo or the way he was into uh, cycling, you know, for a minute photography. It just annoys me because my whole house is set up around the geekdom of ridiculousness of like uh, pop culture. And to hear him say, uh, you know, you know that uh, Superman could uh, uh, revolve around the Earth as uh, faster than the Flash, and like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> well, it is. It does sound like someone who's just reading the cliff notes of something right. when he when he does. Because yeah, yeah. You know my show. Yeah, I do know your show, dude. I'm honest. Sometimes you know. Sometimes we book you. You had something good going on, so we booked you. So when you're hot, we'll book you. But when you're not, we're not we're not down with you. Like that's that's what he's saying right there. Right, definitely. He's yeah. uh, he's he, he, at least he's at least he's not being fake. He, he's actually being transparent here. Well, yeah. Finally, when you're on the air with the person and you're not, you, you don't have any wiggle room because you, pardon the expression, you don't have any <laughs> any breathing room. Uh, you're gonna have uh, you you have nothing to do, but you have to fall back on ultimately what's uh, what sounds like the truth. And but Kevin knows now, so now now in his head he's going like, I've already written you off. Like he won't say it, but he probably should. Kevin. Yeah. Fairness, I, the only time I've ever been on the show is any time that I've wanted to be on the show or tried to be on the show. You exactly. guys are very good about having the show. In all fairness, 
most directors don't get on this show at all. I know. I hear you. you don't, I'm not complaining. It's just you and M. Night Shyamalan, and the reason Shyamalan gets on is because he's an Indian, and I can do all my Indian jokes. <laughs> Correct. Has that, have you had M. Night on the show? Oh, yeah, all the oh, time. Many times. He came, we were shooting. <laughs> many times I call into Howard Stern's show. I like it. I like it. I love it. I love it. So I much. like to plug my movie. He plugged my movie. I've been late on the set because Stern induced tardiness. <laughs> <laughs> Next movie, Artie and J-Lo. Nice. <laughs> hey, bring J-Lo and Ben in the studio, will you? Yeah, <laughs> believe me. I'll... Right. Yeah, that's where it happened. Talking, uh, talking about wishful thinking at the time, right. Except you get it fucking 20 years later with a fucking allegedly coked up fucking... Oh. Man, the interview, that, the interview that kept on giving. Exactly. Jeez. Oh yeah, we'll try when the movie. I'll, I will try. That'd be a good interview. Be, I'm, sure that, I'm sure they're lining up for that interview. Right <laughs> and you know what I'll do? I'll ignore those two and just talk to you. <laughs> All right, later, Kevin. Bye bye, Kevin Smith. Everyone, check out his new DVD, An Evening with Kevin Smith, available in stores now. Especially if you want to go into the business, you can learn all about it from Kevin. I guess. I yeah, guess. He said it was gossipy. Thanks, yeah. thanks for that tape, Kevin. More importantly, thanks for the career of Jason Lee. <laughs> yeah. For all of America. Yeah, we all want to thank you for Jason Lee. I bet you're a big Stern fan. She called him Stern. Most women I know call him that Howard Stern or that jerk Howard Stern. Well, you don't know the right women. Me, I don't get out of my car until Robin's done with the news. I've lost three jobs due to Stern-induced tardiness. Wow. I think that scene needs some music. Yeah. Fred, can you put music behind that scene and I'll replay it? Robin seems to feel it needs to be scored. I think it needs music, too, to be played over top so you can't fucking hear it. I, 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 I'm looking more of, like, executions or bombings. That should go yeah, maybe some, maybe some white noise. Yeah, <laughs> Wash it away. Something. ASMR. It's a little bullshit. <laughs> Flat. I don't like her accent in that. I bet you're a big Stern fan. She called him Stern. So he's so hot for this clip now, he's got to play it again and again. Because that's as close as he's going to get to a sniff with J-Lo. Exactly. That's hey. so pathetic. You played it once, now you're playing it twice, now a third time? It's, it, it's, 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 almost, as, uh, it's almost as theatrically like, uh, memorable as fucking the scene in Casablanca. <laughs> this exchange. <laughs> Most women I know call him. Your class, they're talking, gee, listen, Jersey Girls classic cinema. That yeah. Howard Stern. or You know, the Barefoot Contessa, uh, the Amazon Queen, um, let's see, uh, Bridge on yeah. the River, River Kwai, and Bridge Jersey Girl. And Jersey Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that Dick Capri joke on the Drew Carey roast where he goes, when I uh, think about great actors, only three names come to mind. Uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins, Sir Lawrence Olivier, and Drew Carey, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and Drew's dying because you know where the joke's going. He goes, and I also read your book, Dirty Jokes and Beer. Uh, I think it's one of the finest pieces of literature that I've ever read. <laughs> and when I think of the finest pieces of literature I've ever read, I think of Tolstoy's War and Peace. <laughs> anyway, so um, let's continue a little more. Where's the music? Oh, you're not ready. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't, you can't score a movie just like that. It takes two seconds. 
<laughs> it should only take two seconds to score. <laughs> I bet you're a big Stern fan. She called him Stern. Most women I know call him that Howard Stern or that jerk Howard Stern. Well, you don't know the right women. Me, I don't get out of my car until Robin's done with the news. I've lost three jobs due to Stern-induced tardiness. Didn't help. See, I think it got a little better. <laughs> so now he just shit on it, it again. Actually did, it actually did help. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Well, let me yeah, Christ's sake. No one's going no to mistake her for Betty Davis, at least not for another 20 years. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. That may not be the exact music, but it was better. I think it'd be better if she was. Now, that scene needs music. You know, like, it's really funny how some scenes in movies don't need music. Like, for example, this scene right here doesn't need music. So he's playing some porn? Yeah, I guess that's what it is, and it's uh, it's the sound is so awful. I mean, like, what am I trying Zach, to Zach on top of it? This is the Where's Wald, the audio version of Where's Waldo. <laughs> I'm trying to uh -huh. what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know what scene I'm talking about? Like this scene doesn't need music. Wait. Oh fuck! Uh, do we need to go through the rest of this? I think there's not much more. No, we're okay. Good. By the way, how how embarrassing that in 2002 he's on carts. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. When I left, when I left for Asia, I was in 2000, and at that point, I think that's the first time. Maybe 1999, 2000 was when I saw someone with a satellite feed of. Um, their version of like Audio Galaxy or Kazaa, something that they used to get digital songs, like their their version of iTunes back in the day, playing DJing the music all night from yeah. playlists. Mm -hmm. And I go, I thought that was the most amazing thing 22 years ago. Now, of course, you got pocket computers that do the same shit, but you know, technology changes. But you're right. There's no reason to have carts. There was a caller. There was a caller, maybe about five years prior to this. Mm -hmm. Who's playing sound effects over, uh, over the phone because uh, he had a soundboard on his computer and yeah. he was like, Fred, yo, uh, yo, uh, step your game up, you know. In other words, he's like, come on, you're on carts, and even right. they on by this, you could have at least had uh, CD ready yeah. to go. <laughs> oh God, wave files were huge back in the early, right. early in the mid in the mid '90s on those new, uh, you know, websites. Uh, e was what E bombs world that was one of the sites. Yeah. Right, and that's where I first heard the uh, the Linda McCartney, <laughs> Linda McCartney, um, singing. You know, Hey Jude. Oof. Oof. That he had that he that he got his lawsuit. <laughs> Oof. Oh man. Anyway, the next one is going to be um, this one is called uh, Howard Stern broke my heart, and this is him on uh, the Joy Behar show. It's a real short clip, guys. Let me set it up. Here we go, guys. Are you feuding with Howard, Howard Stern? No, uh, not at all. I was on last well, time. What's I was that on, about? What's that question about? Somebody uh, I've been on Stern in a few years. I go on Opie and Anthony now. I go on every radio station on the planet, but I haven't been on Stern in a couple of years. And that's only because the last time I was on, I was promoting uh, an evening with Kevin Smith, a DVD I did um, that was like me speaking and stuff like that. And I really? Been, yeah, yeah. Can you believe it? Just I was speaking. me talking yeah. and whatnot. Um, and I'd been on Stern many times. He called me. He would call me up like one week every morning to ask me a comic book question. I, I was always there. I grew up listening to that show and whatnot. Uh, that day when he had me on, it was he had this kind of really reductive, like Kevin Smith is always calling in and trying to be on this show. 
that broke my heart. I was like, I've never once called this show yeah. asking to be on it with the exception of this time to yeah. promote this DVD. And at that point, I was just like, I, you feel weird. Like you're going over some dude's house who's the popular kid. And then when you're there with him alone in the room, he's nice to you. But then when other people are looking, he's like, look at the fat guy. The fat guy's a loser, everybody, right? Well, he's like I like that. to go to Opie and Anthony, and you can literally sit there. And those dudes are like, take the ball, dude, tell stories. Like, we talk all the time. You talk. Tell your stories. And I say. So for me, I'd much rather go a place where they share the ball, and they're not going to make you feel bad. Like, just to get on the show, you have to run a gauntlet of insults. And it's like, I'm too old for that. You I know? And, and there are people who are willing to talk to me who don't want to insult me I either. I say. So I'm not mad at him, but I'm just like, at this point, and then I tried to get on this week because I was in town and a lot of people on Twitter were like, go on Stern, go on Stern. And it had been like six, seven years. So I was like, you know what? I'm here in town. I got a free morning on Wednesday. I'm, I'll try. And I tweeted Gary and Howard about being on the show, but they were like, we're book solid. So everyone said it's because I did IMIS and I also did ONA, but whatever. I don't play those politics okay. games. Okay. All right. You got to admire the level of honesty that came out in that segment because a lot of other celebrities would have just shied away and would have been like, no, it's just that, you know, we don't really have, you know, the same kind of uh, uh, scheduling going on, you know, and gave a blase kind of response. There was that genuine aspect. It's like, yeah, he, you know, he fucked me over, you know, and it, it it's, this is basically Wiggy, what he usually would do, which is burn those big bridges with napalm. That And that's yes. exactly what he does here. Yeah, and it's not quite Marcy Turkey, or it's getting into that point. But because uh, as I said before, um, that vi the the what we're going to play that clip is from. Um, hold on, let me see what I got here. O two ten eleven, so probably February tenth, two thousand eleven. Yeah, and I remember when um when Kevin would go on O and A and such, and yeah, he he, he it was more of. You know, guys just being guys. It wasn't judgmental. It was just, you know, them riffing and having, you know, a, a, a good time, a good conversation and stuff where you're, you're almost sitting here going, yeah, maybe you didn't really need to go on, on Stern. You, 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 you were good with what you were doing. Yeah. What I what I loved about that that appearance, first of all, was kind of lame that Joy decided to send it to Howard because that's the way he explains how he got it. Of course, it yeah. can't be because he, you know, tuned into it uh, personally. <laughs> so that, that's actually insulting to Joy. She's like, what do you mean you didn't see my show? Uh, you, uh, you mean you don't pay attention to me? Fuck you. Um, he and he was essentially you're right. He he was saying, look, I, I like Rogan, who doesn't want to go in and become a whack packer. He doesn't want to be made into a whack packer by him. Oh, you know, you're you're pissed off about women. H Howard based this on a joke in one of uh, one of uh, Joe's jokes that was uh, gay weightlifters or something like that. And right. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and he and he he claimed he saw. Joe in scores or somewhere and he was you know a, a being verbally abusive to women and that he must hate women painting him with the same brush that he gets painted with right. and jo and Joe to this day he he's never really spoken ill of Howard except for the fact that he didn't like how was he was being treated and you're right it's very rare for a, any kind of celebrity regardless of their stature to admit I don't get along with this person because in the old days if you didn't like them you didn't like him you just never interact with them ever yeah, it also gives me the double back of thinking about like how Wiggy took his mention in a Marvel movie and was just perturbed about what he got out of it. Where when I when I listened to the interview, uh, the interviews that Kevin Smith had about his mention 
in a Marvel movie, uh, and it was from uh, a Stan Lee line, and where he teared up and was so appreciative of it. You yeah. look at the spectrums of comic book fans, right? <laughs> oh yeah. All right, like my 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 Iron Man mask wasn't really in the movie; it was a prototype. Shut up, right? Or I can't get the latest screener from Marvel. I can't get the Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) That's the that's the level of your fandom. You won't actually pay your own money to go see this film, like every other fan. Oh well, he argued with with, with Bowie about when he says, "You don't think I'm a I'm a a movie screener? What kind of dope do you think you are? I'm a I'm a I'm a better critic than you can be." Well, that that Cloverfield, that Cloverfield saga where the screener got out and, you know, that was Ralph. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, that was Ralph. Yeah. Because they were were not not uh, maybe a few years before that they were getting um, screeners. uh, One of them that that he really pissed them off was like from the late show. Yep. Um, And sorry, the late shift. It was a late shift movie. And they got the screener and the whole office was copying it. Yes. Yeah. So we know they, 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 there's some de- debauchery going on over there. Oh, yeah. They're just, they're just complete shitheads. So the next one is uh, a video of Howard. I managed to get this one ages ago. Um, and we're going to play it for you. One sec. Let me set it up. I was sitting at home and um, then getting tweets and emails about the movie director Kevin Smith bad-mouthing me. I saw a little bit of and that. I was choosing to ignore it. What happened between the two of you? Uh, here's what happened in a nutshell, as far as I'm concerned. And it just seems ludicrous. Guy's a weird guy. I, I mean, I don't really know much about Kevin Smith. I, but I, you were friendly. Friendly. I had him over my house one New Year's Eve. My That's apartment what I'm for a talking party. about. And even that was weird because after I had him and I was trying to, you know, he was a guy from Jersey and I was trying to develop something of a friendship. He was like, why did Howard have me at my at his house? It was weird, you know. I don't know. It, 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 he wasn't like that then. He was like that with joy. Like, why are you inviting me to your house if I'm such a shit? Right. Like, like years later, he's asking, like, what are you doing? You know, you're inviting you know, What are these mixed signals? I'm you telling know? you, he, he, he is not the king of all media. He's the king of revisionist history. He just oh. could spin anything he wants. And uh, we as listeners for some time fucking ate it until we finally realized, um, yeah, this shit you're serving us is shit. <laughs> it's not real cuisine. It's shit. It is, yeah. And the sun's not shining out of his, uh, you know, Ralph poked behind. Um, we know we know the truth when we hear it. And this sounds yeah. like bullshit. And no, notice the crazy eyes have to be covered up. He's got these Elvis TCB glasses on. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Because remember, yeah. remember, they weren't shooting him from an angle anymore. Now he's got to be right up front. Oh, yeah. Here's what it was. We used to have him on the show. Right. And a nice enough guy. I liked him. I had to ask Gary to refresh my memory, and I don't even, you know, think about it. Anyway, so we'd have him on the show, and the weird move there was that a lot of times his publicist or somebody would call a lot to have him come on the show. Oh, and he's Kevin Smith was saying in the one thing he goes, "Oh, your publicist." He goes, "I don't even have a publicist." Right, and even even if that, right, even if that were the case, that's their job. That's yeah. what they do. And then what did Kevin do afterwards, after that that interaction that they had? He probably told his management team or whatever the case may be, don't call Stern anymore. Yep. That's it. No, I they're 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 on the um the 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 blackball list. Don't put them, don't no, we're not doing that anymore. Yep. And and the other thing is, and he wanted to stick it to Howard by saying, Well, I'm not going back. 
And if I do make it big again, like I have an upswing in my career and it didn't happen, but, you know, he's still catering to his his fan base uh, the way Howard is, you know, with both of his fans um, Mm -hmm. that are still, you know, (laughs) above ground. And it's high pitch Eric and Marianne from Brooklyn. Right. And the employees in the back office doing pop, the pop podcast, <laughs> which, by the way, guys, since uh, I recorded the one episode since I said it was 55 uh, subscribers. Now I think it's 57. So oh. it's a, a slow build, much like the iPhone. <laughs> it's a, it, 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 it is, it's gonna hit a bit of a, st- uh, a stumble. It's gonna, it's gonna, <laughs> it's just gonna hit Mount Baldy. <laughs> so, anyway, let's see what we got. So you and I were on the air, and I said, "Gee, Kevin's publicist is calling a lot. Something like, to this effect." I, this is a hundred years ago. I said, "It's not a hundred years ago. It's 2011, so it's like ten years ago." We're gonna say, or two, just not even nine years ago. And why do you have to be consulted about the memory of this? Because he doesn't care about anything. He doesn't retain anything because a lot of stuff just doesn't equate to his life and his livelihood. Right. And if he doesn't remember slights, he remembers the slights he's created in his mind. Right. Or the fact that if I say that I didn't remember it, basically it never happened. Yep. Geez, you know, it's a little much. So he took that as a great insult that I, you know. (laughs) that I revealed this. Oh, dear. And he made the announcement that he was never coming on our show again. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess I insulted you. I didn't mean to insult you, but all right, you're insulted. And He never made the announcement he was not going to come on the show anymore. He said that on Joy's show just now, the the day before. And he just said that we just didn't do it. He didn't make an announcement. He just wasn't doing it. There you go. Plus, also, like Kevin mentioned, once you're not exclusive to Wiggy, and Wiggy used to always give this idea, how can I, you know, I'm not going to stop people from doing different shows. You mm-hmm. know, Senator D'Amato would go on IMIS and uh, other other radio stars. I can't stop him from doing other shows. But, yeah, you do feel slighted when people start doing other shows. Yes, you do. Yep. That's the way you tantrum. Why don't you just call in and say, you know, hey, what's going on? But whatever it was, fine. He agreed. He, he agreed. He's the one who stopped coming on our show. Right. I didn't stop coming on the show. I didn't tell him not to come on the show. He just made a decision. I'm never going on that show again. And then he would do, I guess he would do the Opie and Anthony show. He would do the Ima show, according to what Joy Babar has him on coming up Friday. And she sent me a piece of uh, video of him talking about me. Okay. What a bitch. So she sent it in advance. It's not even out there. And he's right. beat it. Oh, this is even worse. So right. she decided surreptitiously, here's a bit of a thing you might want to hear and talk about. What a cunt. At least put it on the air. Put it. Don't, don't forewarn him. What are you giving right. him? What are you giving this goblin a, a fucking advanced taste? Because yeah, we, you pretty much know that he, he wouldn't even fucking watch the show, let alone yep. even that it was on the air. Yep. So. That was her reasoning just to put it out there, just to, to get some kind of uh, um, underlining plug. Yeah, maybe maybe it was that. Maybe it was she was smarter than I think, and she just wanted to have it like a, a ratings grab. She thinks if I, if he mentions it on the air, and he will take the bait because it's against him. Yeah. You know, so. And um, so he would go on these shows, and he wouldn't really badmouth me, but he'd give me the backhanded badmouth. You know, he'd go... Uh, Oh, I'm not feuding with Howard. First of all, he is feuding with Howard, but I'm just not feuding back with him. I don't. I didn't even know I was in a feud with him. I just didn't. He didn't want to come on the show. Who cares? Who gives a fuck? First of all, I don't really have directors on the show. The only one like I'd have on is like Ron Howard, who's known as, you know, 
Um, Opie. Opie, and he's also known as Richie uh, Cunningham. Richie Cunningham. Yeah. He, he's well known. He's like Alyssa Milano. You know, he's, <laughs> no, he's, an, he's, he's known more for. Yeah, he was also an embrace of the ba- vampire. His, his, his point of reference is Alyssa Milano. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ Almighty! Oh, no. do, you, do, you, do you notice that when he, when struck for the names, Robin had to provide him with both of Ron Howard's characters' names. Right? Yikes! Ah, okay. Jesus <laughs> Christ Almighty! He was acting, and now it's kind of cool that he's a movie director and he's done some incredible movies, incredible mainstream movies. Uh. And uh, I disagree, and I'm sorry. I fell asleep in Apollo 13. Backdraft was awful. What was that one he did? The paper. Um, I actually like that movie. I did. Uh, I come on. My, Michael Keaton did a hell of a job in that movie. I like that movie. I did. I like I, Michael Keaton, but that, that was that was just I, like I, fucking I like, watching I like Taffy Michael. melt. <laughs> I like the Michael Keaton Glenn Close uh, uh, relationship in that movie. Oh my god! I can't believe I'm actually arguing about this. Um, <laughs> What the fuck has happened to me? Shit. Well, no. welcome welcome to the Glenn Close uh, Review Appreciation Hour, and we're going to talk a Jagged Edge next. <laughs> oh, Fatal Attraction coming up da- soon. Or Dangerous Liaisons, yeah. <laughs> no, but he also mentions it like, like Ron Howard, as a matter of fact, like he just started di- directing that year or the year before. Man's right. been directing for years. Like it's yeah, not any- Splash was his first film, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And I love yeah. that film, but that was because John Candy was so good in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, God rest his soul. Yeah. I was, matter of fact, I was just listening to a um, podcast. Matter of fact, it was um, Kevin Nash's podcast. Shout out to Click oh. This. He, um, they, 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 if you, for his podcast, they, they, slightly talk wrestling, but they talk a lot of other stuff. And sure. he was he was very much talking about uh, his appreciation for John Candy. And when you look at his listing of movies, like his IMDb, his IMDb's and all that, you're like, wow, he's been in a lot of like phenomenal movies. It's 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 sad that we lost him so early. Well, I mean, um, and I I count myself as a as a well, obviously being a huge SCTV fan, but John Candy was. Um, uh, it was he, along with like say uh, John Ritter, Jack Benny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of they. They all seem to start with J, but they were almost universally adored by everybody that worked with them. And right. there's a video out there of uh, Debo. You know, is Tony List? Is Tony Lister? Is that his name in real life? Yeah, uh, uh, Tony Tiny Z- Lister. Tiny Lister, Zeus, Zeus. Yes. And uh, I keep mixing him up with Tony Atlas, uh, both another big guy, you know, had a stint in wrestling. And um, he said he worked on Armed and Dangerous, and he had a great story about John Candy, about how um, he said that was the most amazing person I ever met. He said he was an angel. He said uh, there was a guy on the crew. His father died. John Candy paid for him to go. I think I mentioned this on the show. Paid for him to go to the funeral. Had a, a rental car, like a driver, drive this guy wherever he needed to go. Paid for the funeral and told him, here, you're, you're stay in whatever hotel while this is happening. And when you come back, we're still going to be paying you for the days you missed. Wow. And then uh, another guy, he said there was another work, a guy on the, on the film, he was getting evicted. John Candy gave him a hug. And when the guy got back to his house, whatever, there was like a, te- a roll of 10,000 bucks in his jacket pocket. Wow. Yeah. That's a, and that's, that's, it's a rarity that you could find individuals, especially in, in Hollywood and yep. celebrity that are like that. Uh, and was a great, it was a big wrestling fan as well. He was a huge wrestling fan. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Wiggy. 
I don't really get from John Candy. <laughs> no, he didn't. They have directors on all that much. I had Ivan on a few times because I know him from private parts, obviously, and I have a, a, a tremendous affection for him. James Cameron. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I had him on once. I wish he'd come on again. I mean, this is the guy who made Avatar. You know, that, that, that was like a huge thing. And Terminator. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. You know, the only reason he went on was to plug Titanic, which he had sunk. Yeah. Like what? Two hundred of his own money. Two hundred million of his own money into. Yeah, pun intended. He sunk home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and you notice that he went on and never came back. Yep. <laughs> he never gets that second play date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the house. I don't know. Kevin, you know, and Kevin makes some small movies, and it's fine. I got nothing, no problem with that. I and actually looked at one of his movies the other day. Didn't even realize watching one. It was there called you go. Cop Out. There you go. Good for him. So, you know, he decided not to do my show anymore. So he, he's never, he hasn't been on in years. Yeah, he's, so he's not big. You had a production company, couldn't get one film made, barely had a TV show, barely, and did one film. And you didn't, that wasn't your production company. That was Reicher. Right. But and, you, and you did. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much bankrupt the fucking production company. Exactly, and the thing is, yes, filmmakers, man, they take they take their uh, they take their shots, and sometimes they miss, and sometimes uh, I can't remember if it was Lou Wasserman, but it was one of the heads of the studios, maybe Warner Brothers, or maybe it was one of the, uh, uh, maybe it was uh, Mayer. Uh, but they uh, they they said, look, we're gonna make we're gonna make fifty two films a year. Some of them are going to be good. Some of them are going to be bad. Some of them are going to be absolutely, you know, wonderful. But we're in the business of making product, basically. So you can't know what's going to be a hit. You can't know what's going to be whatever. And Johnny Carson used to say, um, everybody, before Hee Haw came out, we heard the pitch and we were all laughing. That turned out to be a monster hit show. So he says, you cannot predict what's going to be big. Yeah. And a lot of these movies that Kevin would make, Production companies love because they're cheap to make, and yes. many of them get their overhead. They are in the black because of how cheap they were to make and how much they got back on their return. Um, I think the probably the most expensive one that he that he ever did was probably Cop Out because he had you know two big leading actors in in at that time with yeah. like a and such, and they had to film in New York. A lot of the yeah, scenes, that's, were, a lot of scenes were shot in my neighborhood, so I, I knew that it was happening here. But uh, it's it still, you know, you still had a, a a company, a movie company that says, "Yeah, we'll give him X amount of dollars because we know we're going to get somewhat of a return from him." Yes, yeah, so I mean, not always. I mean, yoga hosers, and you know, I don't know what's the other one. He Red State was that another one of his? That was another one, yeah. That and like these are things that you know tanked. But at least he took a shot. You take several shots, actually. Yeah. He didn't get it right. Like, like you mentioned, Ron Howard movies. You know, he gets these movies because he's Ron Howard. He's yeah. O he's Opie Taylor. He, oh, is it like Eddie Murphy said it? Said and I love Opie Cunningham. Yeah, Opie Cunningham. Well, oh. he, 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 he he's he's uh, but he has a track record. Like he has a CV. He's 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 made hits. He's had critical acclaim. Um, he's. Uh, made money. He's lost some money for people. It depends on the production. But I mean, even Oliver Stone, like Oliver Stone's made some fucking dogs right. um, and and lost money for studios. Alexander, my God, what a fucking Ooh. wonderful mess. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got to interview him one time. I got to interview him one time years ago. Uh, just not to interview him, but I had, got a chance to ask him a question. I go in the in the wake of like Game of Thrones being so massive, uh, and HBO doing Rome, the series for two years, and building a whole studio in in uh, Italy in the whatever the name of the studios was were, and filming literally filming in the streets of Rome that they created. Do you, do you think Alexander would have been better served if he'd made it uh, a twelve part series, or you know, even a series like a two, two, um, two season arc kind of thing? Because his life was so vast, you can't put it in four hours of a film. Alexander yeah. the Great, and he said. In retrospect, yeah, but at that time, the only things that were going on, like Rome was an example, but it lost money. Like it was too expensive and they just didn't have the, they weren't going to finance a third season, which would have gone into, you know, Christ. It would have been about, uh, you know, uh, anyway, uh, he says, but, you know, years later, that probably would have been exactly what we would have done. Yeah, because that, that, woof. Yeah, right, because like you can't cram everything that he's done in his life in two hours. Like it's, it's not, it's, it's not beneficial for the, for the, for the, for the history. Right. Why does, why does Alexander the Great have an Irish brogue? (laughs) (laughs) And then he had him do, like he had him do the voice of uh, Colin Farrell be Irish Alexander, but then um, he had, uh, what's her name? Angelina Jolie act like doing a, like a really shitty version of Irene Pappas. And she said, these are my snakes. You will, she's not like some Russian prosy, you know? And, uh, you know, like, okay, so you didn't care. Anybody do whatever they want. I'm just in this production for Coke and hookers. Yeah, it was almost like a production of Caligula without the porn. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Uh, it's been so long that I didn't even remember any of this. Get, get, I am telling you what Gary told me this morning about the whole thing. And so, like, he he didn't come on, didn't come on, and then he'd go on these shows. Once again, Gary, with the the source of the fountain of truth yeah. in both of these segments, it was that... Gary, line him up, line him up, Larry. Line him up, Gary, so Howard could piss all over it. <laughs> uh, and they'd ask him about me. And he would say, in a backhanded kind of way... You know, uh, I don't have a feud with Howard, but, you know, I really like going on shows where they let me talk. <laughs> treat me with respect. And treat me with respect. So, so what he's saying is my show doesn't let anyone talk and my show doesn't treat him with respect. And and I wasn't aware of this. And it's fine. I don't have any problem with Kevin Smith. I think he's a very talented man. No, he said at that moment. Yeah was when he left because of how they how you treated him yeah and yes he goes on to other shows where they treat him far be it for me to have a podcast where i have my guests come in and i shit all over them i'm right. gonna that i might never get them back again i don't know yeah is, is that just me <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Well, let's uh, yeah. He notice he notices he keeps like in his book he keeps years out of this. He decides we're going to make this all current. Yeah, and he like he's, he's been on my shows recently. We're like, no, he hasn't been on in over a de- in a, almost a decade, and you're not willing to admit that the guy took himself out of the show. 
Right. And you're also not going to you're not going to context. You're not going to give proper context to his statement, what he was talking about, because you claim you don't know anything. Well, then why the fuck are you talking about it? Why don't you and put Bowie on the air and have him give his stupid war story? And he's never he, 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 he didn't admit he didn't state that they've reached out to him and he refused. That's right. He didn't he didn't, he didn't convey that. So it's two parties. that just said we're not fucking with each other anymore. Everybody's like, OK, but now. Wiki feels slighted. I, of course. Yes. Yeah. And he wrote a script for a Superman that I thought was tremendous. I went on the air and talked about it. I don't. I don't know. I don't do that for everybody. Right. But you know, I, there was Ooh. no pleasing him. He's he's obviously got a bug up his ass. Oh. oh. Uh, so anyway, so he you know he stopped coming on the show. Fine. I I somehow my career succeeded without his help. And um. Anyway, out of the clear blue. Like three days ago. Or something. He calls up Gary and announces that he wants to come on the show and he's free on Wednesday, you know, for this Wednesday, <laughs> yesterday. He's free in three days. So <laughs> so Gary comes to me and he goes, listen, we're, we're all booked up. And Kevin Smith wants to come. I said, well, and he goes, and maybe it'll be interesting because you guys have been having a feud. I said, listen, I, I, what's interesting? I'm not in a feud with Kevin. I don't I don't know Kevin. You see what he's just doing here mm-hmm. that he's meshing up. The whole he's, conversation. He's conflating. he's conflating it and he's he's twisting it yep. to bend what people haven't seen yet because they have yet they have yet to see the interview. And to be honest with you, I don't even think that he saw it. I think he's getting what Will and Gary's probably told him. Oh, Jason. That's right. Because like they, they probably heard it, they watched it, and they're giving him second and third hand information. Right. Because he and, said and, 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 and you know Bowie's a shitty he's a complete liar. He's a liar and he he always inflates what he has to inflate because it feeds to Wiggy's fucking narrative. Right. But he said it in the conversation. He says, I reached out to the Stern Show because fans, fans and listeners yeah. wanted me on. And I said for years I weren't gonna do it. I said, you know what? Let me give it a try. But right. now he's making it seem like Kevin is begging to go back on the show. What a fucking asshole. Yes, and he's also making it sound like he's begging me. Well, he didn't. Maybe I don't know if it's. I have to re-listen to it. But I, I think it. He was always, almost making it sound like he went and bashed me, and then begged me to come on the show. Right. Yeah. When in fact he's explaining, no, before I came on to do Joy, I called, and so the. So I, I think no, I think he got it right. He did. He didn't fuck around with the dates, but he would like to. Yeah, he definitely wants to make you think that he's desperate to come on. Right. That's and, what and, if, like and, if he, and, and notice, well, he can't now, but notice he's not playing it because he can't. It's Joy's footage. She's not allowed to use it before it's released. Why wouldn't you wait until it came out where you could actually play the audio? Because he does what he usually does. He shadow boxes with himself. That's right. And because if you play the audio, you won't need to hear his explanation. Kevin did it in less than three minutes. Yep. Yep. All that well. I tried to develop a friendship with him and it, it was awkward. I mean, he, he started over and over again. Like, why would you have me to your apartment? When, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought maybe there'd be a friendship there. I don't know. <laughs> just being nice. I was just being nice. And um, he called three after seven years, decided I want to be on the show and you know, clear the decks and let's go. And I said to Gary, well, if you're booked up, I mean, I'm not really I don't think it's all that interesting to the audience that Kevin hasn't been on the show in seven years because he decided not to Nobody come on. Nobody was saying whatever happened to Kevin. Yeah, I mean, and quite frankly, I really don't even know what he's up to. I'm, right. I'm not a, a big, I'm not aware of him 
football that much. I'm sorry. I mean, the ridiculousness of it is, is that I'm mad at Kevin because he doesn't put me in his movies. <laughs> I mean, like, like, so now he, you know, I wouldn't. So now it became a thing where he was telling people, where did he, where did he say that? Say, where did that happen? No one said this. What the fuck? Howard won't put me on the show. <clears throat> How? And then he started. Howard's a bully. He's been saying, and I'm like, how did I bully? He. It's not. He's been saying. It's again from this fucking clip that no one's yet to hear. I mean, we played it obviously now, but at this stage in the game, the the it's not out on for public consumption yet. It will be in a week. So he's yeah, he's doing this. He's trying to get ahead of it because when it comes out, he knows it's going to make him look like an idiot. Right. Now, if you go on Reddit and you ask in those you know, those fucking denizens, they'll those they'll they're going to go. What he's a bit whiny. I agree. Kevin Smith is a whiny puss a lot of the times. He's been that way for a long time, but I don't think he's a liar. Yeah, and and this is just Wiggy once again, just inflating what would usually be just a soundbite. To make it more than what it really is because it has to be that he's the one that's being targeted. And it's like, no, he right. were asked, you were asked a direct question. He responds to it. He was sincere about it. And he said, you know, you hurt my feelings about the last time I was on the show. And I figured I'm not going to do it anymore. That's it. But now it's like, oh, I'm, I'm up. Uh, 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 we're having a war because people are saying that I'm mad that Kevin doesn't put me in his movies. No one said that. Right. And the other thing is, why does Kevin, if you're such a great broadcaster, why does it take you 14 minutes to say what to, to explain what Kevin did in less than three? Yeah, because I want to see fucking uh, I want to see fucking Howard and Clerks to play a fry cook, because that's what yeah. I was looking forward to. Fuck. Yeah, big, big time. This guy. I don't know. I'm a bully. You know, he started attacking like a tantruming child who says, you know, I can't get on the show. I'm going to attack Howard. And that's like me saying, I'm going to attack Kevin because Kevin hasn't put me in his last five movies. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. All I mean, right. is and, that... and it's like calling saying, all right, I'm ready to do my close up. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. And it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, like out of the blue, like he's ready. I... This is all just made up horse shit. This is ridiculous. I, they, they must. They, they probably didn't have they didn't have content for the show that day. Because this is just ridiculous. I. I it's like, honestly, like, remember, I stopped listening in, in, in earnest when this came out. Yeah. He, I guess, this is him getting ahead of what really was because the storm. And it really wasn't a shitstorm. It was just like no. a soundbite. And then I could only imagine that whatever listeners went and watched the Joy Behar show and heard the, the clip and was like, "What the fuck was Howard talking about?" Right. And it, well, the fact is that the fact is, that if it takes as long as it takes for him to get out a fraction of what's actually the truth and you get, I don't know, 1% truth and 99% bullshit. Right. At this point, we're all, even even I at that point, no, I knew when he was full of crap and when he wasn't. And after I, I only heard this clip probably in 2015 for the first time. Mm. Uh, maybe a little earlier because I didn't, I was filling in the gaps for a while there. And um, I remember when I watched the video portion of it, I go, so yeah, revisionist bullshit history. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of the highest order. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Forget it. I'll be on the set yeah. in 10 minutes. I didn't know I have to be attacked <laughs> in some weird way. way. So anyway, when I went on Twitter. Always the fucking victim. Of course. Everyone was like, you've got to have Kevin Smith. I guess his fans were, you know, you've got to have him on. You gotta, I, I go, I'm sorry. You know, we're not having him on.
and and he's happy doing shows. If if he's happy doing shows where they're going to let him talk and not ridicule him. Why come here? Why come here? Because we could probably say something that might be offensive to him. Get him all upset. Right. I don't want to do that. I don't dis- I Listen, I really am not in a feud with the man. Gary told me that he had been calling quite a bit. And I, and I, I don't know. Is that such a bad thing to say? And I said, hey, Gary didn't say that. Gary probably actually told him he called. Right. Howard always makes it into you know, like if you it's, it's like already the way he would say, like, I took 20 Percocet, you know, maybe it was five, but he decides I got to make it a larger number because I'm everything's over the top. Howard's the same way. Oh, yeah. He's grandiose. He's very much so. Yeah. We got to space out the uh, visits. I guess this, this is what I can say. He never called me, but his, right. his publicist, that's what I explained. Yeah. yeah. But he took it very personally. Right. So, okay, I'm sorry. If that's offensive, you know, what can I tell you? He I apologize, but. He didn't take it personally. He just said, you know, we, I took a shot and, you know, they said they were booked. And it was like, okay, whatever. Great. Whatever. And yeah, and he said that was the fans. They wanted it. So yeah. I did it. Boom. Well, now, that may be that might be a lie, but I don't believe so. Yeah. And even even so, you're still bringing something to the table and if you know if it's there it's there it's not all right whatever i'm not gonna lose sleep over it and sure yep. enough he's not because i'm gonna be hindered by this fucking aging uh uh fucking statue who doesn't you know conform with the times when i can go on 50 other shows that are basically by this day and age kevin was hitting up every other platform podcast oh, yeah. podcast he was on like yep. ona he was on yep. you know uh, uh, matter of fact, he had his own TV series by the time he had the comic book men st- uh, show already. So, yep, he was already he was fine. Yeah, you know that that's that's the way it was. Well, do you think it was a situation? It could have been a situation where Kevin said, you know, to his publicist, you know, I'm going out, I'm doing some publicity. Right. Want to do Howard? Want to do this? I want to do that. Maybe. And the publicist was really trying to make it happen. I don't know. How and... many was he really calling a lot, Gary? Which time? The publicist back seven years ago. Yeah, I mean, well, he had a lot of, you know, he does a lot of stuff. He does talks, he does movies, he does comics. Right. So we, you know, we would get him pitched fairly often. Right. So I said, hey, we'll have him on, you know, yeah. when we're ready. See, he's he's not in a feud with me, but now he's bad mouthing me on the Joy Behar show, talking about that I'm the popular kid, and then you come over and I'm one way to you. I'm two faced. He. Oh, he has no feud. There's nothing wrong with me. But Howard's two-faced. Yeah, you are. What, and did I miss something? Did he say that? He and didn't say he's two-faced. He, he said he it's he said it's it's like the the popular kid. Oh, he right, say right, right, right. He said that. Yeah. And even he took that the the wrong way. Yeah. When he made an example of it. Yeah. He, he didn't specifically say that he's the popular kid. He made an example saying he's like the popular. What a fucking. Man. Oh. Sorry. 79. And when you go on a show, he humiliates you and he doesn't let you talk. Uh, if that doesn't sound like a guy bad mouthing me, I mean, come out and say you don't like me. How I don't we'll, think it's a I don't like you thing. I think he likes you too much. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's a strange thing to do to a guy you like. Well, it's when you can't have the girl. <laughs> you know. You yeah. bash the girl. Well, I, he would nobody know. knows that. Nobody knows that better than Howard. Yeah, I was about to say he's he's just as he's just as guilty, Mister Friendship with David Letterman. You know, he was he was trash talking that fucking bitch Bruce Springsteen until Bruce decided to show up on the show <laughs> for thirty years. And it's wine and roses, everybody. 
Oh, yeah. Tell you what, Kevin, I'm mad at you because you won't put me in your movies. <laughs> I should have been in every one of your movies. Now he's going to send you those scripts. Yeah. I, you know, it, that's not right. You won't let me on your movie. <laughs> Since I want, it's like, you won't let me on my show. Well, you won't let me on your movie. <laughs> that whole, you won't let me in your movies, that, that came out of nothing. That came out of his mind. It's, a, like it's, that, it's, it's him trying to, you know, split hairs. I finally got it right. Split hairs when it came to the direct conversation and the question that was asked about it. It's like yeah. now I, I have to, you know, lobby an assault with a, a stupid uh, uh, analogy. Right. It, it doesn't it doesn't coincide with the fact of what Kevin was saying. Kevin just said, hey, listen, I, you know, I, I like to do I thought we were, we were cool. I went on his show. He bashed me. And he's like, you know, what? fuck this. I don't have to I don't have to go on a show like this. And the other, the <laughs> other thing is he thinks in 2011, he still thinks no one's going to get the they're not going to have this to listen back to. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be able to dissect it and they're not going to hear the thing that the Joy Behar show like they're not going to get that. He still thinks that that medium, that serious medium, serious XM at this point is something that's completely unassailable. And the minute he says it, that's going to be the truth. Like, because 20 years ago when he said, oh, these, these guys stole from me, that was the truth. That was the alpha and the omega. That was the end of it. Mm -hmm. And no one was going to take him to task and call him up. Like Steve Dahl was not going to call him up, say, what about this, 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 and this? Yeah, because right, for me, right. it's like why would why why even want to go through that? Why do I go through you know dig through the drudgery of history when it's like it doesn't even matter anymore? And right, you know, I'll just make my own. He 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 would even still to this day would wish that Kevin would go back on the show right now because why he he has nothing else going on right. Like he has one, I don't even know the number of guests now in however many shows they do here, like seventy a year, not even. Um, is staggeringly bad. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically you're 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 looking at a man just wither away <laughs> in front of your eyes. Oh yeah. And everybody passing through like to just make, say their goodbyes before he he's, he goes. It's yep. it's, it's, it's horrible. Mm -hmm. What is this? We're busy. You look it. And now I certainly won't have. <laughs> Who one. we have on Beetlejuice? Yeah, but we did. <laughs> we exactly. were busy. No, we had on um, Jim Brewer Jim yesterday. Jim Brewer was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, Jim Brewer, you know, uh, God, I can't, you know, he he puts together a lot of movies. Oh, my goodness. He put a, he, did, did you see his last Oscar-nominated performance? It was spectacular. What's <laughs> <laughs> his favorite word? And, you know, sorry. And I wanted to spend time with Jim. <laughs> I mean, isn't this something? Isn't this something? <laughs> what is it, Jeff? Who are you talking about, Kevin? Who? <laughs> I know. I'm sort of having that feeling over yeah. here. Like, does anybody really care? <laughs> probably not. And, and that's why I even said, oh, should I bring this up? Because it's probably giving him more attention than, I, than it merits, I mean. And you're right. And you're right. Why did you bring it up? Mm -hmm. it, it's, 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 it goes back to that sense of what you just did nine years ago, which yep. was... You're bringing up something that you're saying, I don't even know why I have him on the show. And then you had him on for whatever amount of time. And did anyone care? Same thing now. You're the one what? that fans the flames of this. He's the one that does it. I don't remember the breakdown, but uh, Raven and I covered the David Lee Roth 
announcement of the you know his retiring and how stern decided to talk about oh he's he's angry with me for something this that the other thing i don't know what it is i never said anything and we had to play the audio of him in 2006 saying i would ask him where are the you know where are the women are you gay <laughs> and if, if if roth is in the closet and it wouldn't surprise me one bit and it wouldn't i wouldn't matter to me because the van halen is like man that's the church like they, <laughs> you don't either those first four or five albums are just unassailable and i don't care if they all suck dicks their music was so good i didn't give a fuck and I, at the time people yes it might have been important but now it isn't but then it's still now to the point where you don't bother bringing it up because it shouldn't matter yeah, that's like furthest from the the reality that you really care about when it came to the artistry and the music. Hell, you listen to? Are we now listening to Judas Priest songs and like, questioning ourselves? It's like, right? Are we lighting candles and listening to it and like you know having baths with it? No, obviously we're we, we yeah and, and yeah and honestly and the people. Uh, recently at the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, Awards, whatever, the, the All-Star Jam session, there was the, one of the most uh, 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 like <laughs> obtuse pictures I've ever seen. Dolly Parton singing with Rob Halford. <laughs> <laughs> but it made perfect sense because right. it, whatever they are, it's musicians first. genre second right so i did i thought it was fantastic because i like dolly and i like uh judas priest so yeah you know two separate ends of the spectrums joining (laughs) joining forces right i can't wait till she covers turbo uh (laughs) let's let's continue and it's so so now i'm gonna be like could you explain to us who this guy is yeah and now it's gonna be like uh you know once i give something energy then it becomes something, you know what I mean? But right. it's really like, wait a minute, you still haven't explained to us who you're talking about. Exactly. He's a movie director, but... You can't what, even, like, name a movie. <laughs> well, I'm bad at that, but I'm sure other people could. What is the movie? Well, he's the guy from Clerks. Clerks. All right. There he is. That, that was in 1994, right? But he's known for, you know, being, what is it, right. Bob and Silent J or Bob whatever. and Silent J. <laughs> yes, she did it again! <laughs> she did it again! <laughs> It's like a man. It's like it's. She's like a Swiss watch that never runs correctly. <laughs> what is it? A, yeah, she's like a. Uh, she runs as well as a Swiss car. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. Yeah, not the not the movie he did with. Uh... Uh, ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Nobody oh. knows him for that. <laughs> and everyone's waiting to you know hear him on our show. You want to you know what you talked about with him, Howard, the last time he was on? What? I'm looking at the notes. Howard hasn't allowed Kevin on in a while. He wanted to come in, and Howard has been saying no. Howard doesn't think people care about Kevin. Robin is sure they don't. Oh. Robin says he's a cult guy. Howard he says, is. Howard says people in cults don't make any money. <laughs> and then it says Kevin is no M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> But you know, no one was laughing when that was on, and you're reading from Mark's friggin' you, you lazy assholes. Right, but the, the notes. That's Mark's yeah. friggin'. Wow. Did, did you ever reach out to get him on? I've tried. I'm on his Patreon. Like I give him, I give him a, a buck a month. It's nothing big, but Christ, it's better than what a lot of people give. Uh, and I don't need five dollars to give him five bucks a month, um, because it, to say you know, it doesn't matter what you give him. He just as long as you're giving him something, fuck, he should be more right. than happy. Um, the I asked him. I told him, look, it won't be a judgmental interview. We just want to, you know, what do you, what started, you know, how did you get this started? Uh, why did you continue with it? And his experience with the show because they were plagiarizing his shit. 
Exactly. Where's the money? Where's yeah. the money? Like they wanted, they, they he he basically explained on his site that they basically wanted all of his stuff, um, all the details, so that they could put it in the various days and on the show website, and they mm. wouldn't have to write anything. But Jason was literally cutting and pasting from Mark's friggin and putting it on the website. Yeah, because their note taking was so bad that. Yes. They had to. He had to go and and piggyback off of that, which is and it was word for it was verbatim. Like they yeah, didn't exactly. even make an attempt at cl- changing some of it to go, you know, or or redu- reducing it or something like that, just to make it seem like it isn't a complete knockoff. But you can tell he to the to the to the point that even the mistakes are in there. Jesus, send it through Grammarly, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Grammarly will help you with your essays. Well, that's well, funny stuff. Actually, now he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, well listen i like kevin i do too i, I enjoy do. his movie yeah is the kevin who again kevin smith <laughs> <laughs> okay i enjoy okay. his movie but i don't know what movies that he's done you fucking you're so fucking patronizing you cunt what a oh. cunt yeah absolutely I, I, I mean you you woke up after seven years and decided i'm okay and you're ready for your moment. And believe me, I don't mean it as an insult that you still have to explain to the audience who he is. Right. No. Just... Not at all. No. That's what not an insult at all. She's a cunt, too, but we know this is her. She's a lapdog. She's got to do this. Yeah. Yeah. He's not James Cameron. No. But you know what, though? He wasn't James Cameron when you did have him on. Right. He's never been James Cameron. What a stupid fucking analogy. Uh, it's 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 once again them trying they're they're, they're big timing him. Yeah, they yeah, exactly. They're, them trying to big time him for whatever reason when that kind of person, that individual was your listener, was a yes. fan of yours who actually made it. You should have been embracing individuals like that because you should have been like Mike Walker. Right, and they paid homage to you yep. in certain ways and aspects. But yet, what you do, you piss on a rope on his fucking ass. Yep. And quite frankly, it's uh, a lot of work to try to describe who someone is you know, when they're sitting here. And I'm a terrible person because I don't put him on. But then again, he doesn't put me in his movie, so shouldn't I be angry with him? Like, so you're so you're admitting now you're jealous. You're you're angry because he doesn't put you in his movie. So maybe that's the root of his problem with Kevin. Well, that and it, he was it, he was angling for some appearance in his movies. His thin veil of sarcasm is really just him being venomous, and it's yeah. just it, it doesn't come over very snarky or witty. It's just him being a fucking asshole because he knows doing part that whatever information he got from the Joey Behar segment is one that he can toy and tinker with. So it makes him look fucking as though that he's just uh, being a punching bag for somebody. He's a fucking he's a tool. And that never, that never even, that never even occurred to me that that's maybe the root of the problem that he tried to get in a subtle way, Kevin to butter him up so that he could put him in a movie. So he could get into that universe. And he keeps like throwing, alluding to that. And it's, and, and, and I'm, and I look at I, I look at his 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 um his 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 listings of movies that he's done, and I'm going great. We could have used you as the devil in fucking dogma. We could have used you. As, <laughs> we could have used his cock knocker and, and, and you could have Jason. You could have replaced George Carlin as the the homeless fucking uh, hobo yeah. 
in this movie. Yeah, that that would definitely would have been you. Where, where, where else would we fucking would have wanted you to see you? No one wants you in movies. Fucking movies, you ass. Yeah, it was either him or Linda Fiorentino in Dog in Dogma. So right. he, she he she narrowly beat Howard out. Yeah, as, because, as Bethany. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I I'm really I really want to see you dance and on fucking uh, on on a stage and just replace Selma Hayek because that would have been great for me. Yeah, we just need a twink to go along there with you, and it's it's got to be. If it was a gay strip bar, it'd be fine. You know, he could have been in Dogma. He could have been the Golgothan, the shit god. <laughs> That'd be great. Like I said, I watched yeah. Cop Out. I'm angry with every director who hasn't put me in a movie. I watched Cop you Out are. the other day, right. and I enjoyed it. There you go. You're gracious. Thank you. What is Cop Out? It's with Tracy Morgan and Bruce Willis. There you go. You loved it. That was cute. Good. <laughs> See? Very positive. <laughs> what can I tell you? I have nothing against the man. A very nice guy, I think. A very talented guy. Oh, was it cute or you loved it? It was cute. Cute. All right. Well, you're cute. I give it three. You're stars. cute. Yeah, so because we can go whatever the fuck Robin rates. <laughs> no. Well, she she's the one that said Last Action Hero was great. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a worse uh, Howard film than <sighs> Raw Deal. Raw Deal was better, actually. No, and uh, hold on. I'm trying to think what the worst Howard film. Uh, sorry, worst Arnold film. Arnold? End of Days, I would say. Oh, man. Yo, look at you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Even like Eraser was Eraser was Citizen Kane next to some of these films. <laughs> Jesus. Raw Deal. Hi, what? what can I tell you? I was just quite tickled by that yesterday. So. I loved Red Heat, though. Him and Jim, Jim Belushi. I love that. There's a Walter Hill film, though. Walter Hill always puts out good shit. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a Walter Hill movie. Cool. Yeah. I love that one that one line where Jim Jim uh, Belushi's got to arrest a guy. He goes, you look like uh, you look just like Marvin Hagler. And he roughs him up. He goes, I lost money on Hagler. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a throwaway line. Let's come. Let's compare. Let's compare Oscar nominated movies such as Commando. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> he said, come on, don't deprive yourself of some sport, Bennett. <laughs> Get, do it. Drop. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking amazing. We're sitting home tweeting. And uh, then all of a sudden I got barraged with Joy Behar, Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith's fans <laughs> about what a dickhead I am for not having him on. And I was like, okay, whatever. What am I going to tell you? I wish Kevin well. Kevin's doing well. Yeah. It's fine. I, I Everything's would, fine. I would never subject him to this show because we're such hateful people who cut him off and don't let him say what he wants to. You know? Did this rap go like maybe 10 minutes too long? I, I, am I getting like he, he's just like. It should be three minutes I, and out. Right, exactly. Just as long as Kevin put in at, on Joy's show, that's exactly what it should have been. His response and that's it. Yeah. Well, this these two years, 2010, 2011, no, three years, 2010 to 2012 in, 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 in its entirety is some of the most painful Stern Show shit you'll ever hear. Because yeah. Artie's not there, yeah, but also because without that, you were left with more Howard, and that's never a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now what? Well, I come here. It was just so silly. And I know I shouldn't give any of these things attention because when I start giving it attention, then all then of a sudden. Then it becomes something. Right. If I ignore it, <laughs> right. it becomes nothing. Maybe then why did you? And uh, it just feels weird because I have no animosity toward the man. And uh, I'm sorry I broke his heart. You know, 
I'm not looking to break anyone. I'm not the bachelor. <laughs> you're you're in this for the, all the right reasons. I should say, Kevin, please, <laughs> please. I'm here for the right reasons. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just trying to do a radio show and earn my living and do what I think is best for my audience. And you're doing what's best for your audience. Yeah, That's he it. has to make casting decisions right. when he's shooting a movie. You yeah. can't just let anybody in. Yeah, I mean, why don't you let Fred be the star of all your movies? <laughs> I'm mad at you. You won't let Fred be in your movies. I'm making a casting decision. That's it. For what we think, you you keep Fred from going on shit, too. Exactly. How did that SNL fucking tryout audition go out? <laughs> Horatio Sands just beat uh, Fred out. Exactly what it is. He knows from that. Oh, my goodness. Not right for this part. There's nothing wrong with you. Everything is so complicated. Okay, so that's the end of that. Now we're going to play the last bit, which is from 2006, October 23rd. Michael Rappaport was on the wrap-up show and is actually not bad. I, I don't like him. I think he's an asshole. I hear, he, yeah, to me, he's like the, the male version of Marianne from Brooklyn with slightly less <laughs> annoying voice. Slightly. When I say slightly, I mean 0.001% less annoying. You know, um, Papa Bowie is always a fucking asshole during his fucking fantasy football league with his Bullshit picks. <laughs> you know what? That's a pretty damn good impression, I must say. <laughs> so I'm the, they, they friend of this show. I'm, so, trying be, I'm trying to be the Billy West, and I'm the friend of this show. <laughs> fair enough. Let's let's go with this. I mean, a friend of the show. The friend, I mean, you know. Yeah, Mike was at the I, I think, 01 New Year's party. I think no. Mike will be one of those guys who's good on, on series where he can say whatever the fuck he wants. That's what I'm talking about. I had that situation with Mr. X. Remember, I blew his his thing because at, at Howard's uh, at the uh, at the at the New Year's party. <laughs> I remember the New Year's party. I remember you being there. But what did you do? Did you? No, I was hanging out. But remember, uh, it was um, John because John saw because Mr. X was like flipped out on me and my friends and Marco. You know Marco Battaglia. Yeah. Whatever his fucking guinea name is, I'm. All you guys. See it satellite. No, but um, he uh, cause Mr. X when when I don't know there was some boring entertainment at that party. That was a really shitty party. I love this. I don't know that this was played on the air the next day because it would have made Howard look like the biggest fop on the planet. New Year's Eve party in Manhattan. He hired a magician. Which he did at uh, when he was leaving um, Hartford. When he was leaving Hartford to go to Detroit with Allison, he hired a magician for the fucking for these rock and roll DJs to come over. These coworkers, and they're like, and the party ended by eleven. He was he was one entertainment move away from a fucking balloon animal builder. <laughs> oh God, he would have been, he would have been better off being, I don't know, the, 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 the goblin, the, the, the uh, kind of yellowish goblin. Yeah. Um, he like the balloon fucking animal maker. Cause they all, you know, they don't make dildos the whole night. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. A magician. a magician. He had a magician. <laughs> a grown man had a magician at a new year's Eve party. <laughs> this is like before Howard, like this is like, he was still, you know, getting comfortable being single. So like, he thought, let's have a magician. <laughs> And like the magician was like talking about like what his performance was, and you know we're bullshitting around and drinking and all this stuff, and Mr. X was like Shh, don't speak, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like Marco said that, who the fuck is this guy? And he says I think that's Robin's boyfriend. And he like you know like got in our faces like because right. the magician was giving his thing and. It's not that great of a story, but uh, <laughs> I think it's a great story to be honest I with you, because you, because you just we never I never heard that from Howard ever, and all the years since that party, you never heard about that party really. And yeah, and you just heard Kevin early on allude to it that he was at the party, but it never said what occurred at the party. I think I don't know if it was that party. It, what, what's or, that? 
later on was that uh, Howard just complained about somebody um, left stains on his floor or something like that. That I can't recall. Uh, yeah, that was that might have been a, a separate party. That might have been something else. But I remember, you know, discussed that everybody had like a there was a uh, a smoking section. Okay, and that was there. But I was, I'm not sure if it was the New Year's party or something else. Yeah. Anyway, guys, that's the end of this episode. We just wanted to give you the full dope, as it were. We obviously weren't going to play the early appearances of Kevin on the show because that doesn't really that's not a story. That's not part of any kind of feud. It just uh, if you look it up, though, and you'll see on YouTube, there's at least two videos where he's in studio pre this or the earliest one we played here from 2002. And it's theme seems like everything's kosher until it isn't in the stern world. Yeah, he even played on Win Fred's Money. So yeah, apparently he was somewhat of a character on the show, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, any closing thoughts, my friend? Yeah, I I just had to say that once again, we we go down this road and we figure out that, you know, the shadow boxing is real. He's the undefeated champ when it comes to shadow boxing. He's he's yeah, he's 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 undefeated. He he has a perfect record. He's 0 and 70. It's it's whenever he he gets down to these, I guess rivalries or feuds, you tend to look at them and realize like there really isn't anything there. It's just he made it. He makes it bigger than what it is. Yep. And the only times like like around the the Lena Dunham thing is where something blew up in his face. It's one of those situations where if you have enough power in the industry and at that moment you're really hot, you could easily bend him over. A, a table and fuck him oh, yeah. up the ass. Well, listen, listen, we saw it happen with them when there was a blowback from that when somebody told him, so you better do damage control on this shit. Oh, yeah. And then there was the Jamie Foxx incident as well. Yep. They had their, 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 their small tiff going on until he got him back in studio and fucking um, blew his cock. So. <laughs> so succinct. fair enough anyway guys thank you so much for tuning in as always if you like the thing uh help us with the algorithms like the youtube channel like all the videos uh through your comments that helps and um if you uh have a friend not so sure hook them into patreon as well and uh if you eventually they're going to come be able to come up with a gifting option so you can actually buy a subscription for someone else, I believe, and just give them the the access uh, and surprise them with it. We think it's great value. We hope you do too. And we love you guys. Take care. Stay safe. Stay warm. Goodbye, my sweet loves. I named in the book and also t- reality TV people that will be hosting the event. Well, it sounds fascinating. Hey, Howard, this makes sense. I, I just read in page six, Diana DeGarmo was writing a book. It's called Go Away, Little Monster. <laughs> well, Eric, I wish you luck with this book. I do. And take your little dog with you. And uh, I was, I'm very excited to have a reading and uh, hear what you have to say, okay? Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, man.